Geekish Cast, episode 105. Joe and Mark of Classic Comic Con. Welcome back to Geekish Cast. I'm your host, Jeremy. Today, I'm joined by Joe Kale and Mark Davis from Classic Comic Con. How you guys doing? Real good, Jeremy. Doing good. So, uh, guys, you are... Is this your first year of doing this one, or is this... It's kind of a first year, second year con. We okay. had a con last year, steampunk themed, a little too narrow. Uh, so, this year, we've moved it into Modesto, changed it over to Classic Comic Con, and opened up to everything. It's okay. an all-genre con now. Now, is this the first time, or is this the first company you've put together cons with, or did you guys have experience with that before? Um, I've been on con boards before, but uh, this is the first time we've gone at it ourselves. Okay. And it looks to me like your big contribution this year is going to be from the original Battlestar Galactica people. Exactly. Uh, you know, we brought on uh, Richard Hatch and Dirk Benedict. Real excited for Starbuck and Apollo to be mm-hmm. on the show. And it just kind of went from there. Uh, we started hearing from uh, Herbert Jefferson, Boomer, uh, Jack Stalford, Bojang, uh, Sarah Rush. Everybody goes, you know, hey, we really like to come in and do this too. So it's now turned into a BSG reunion, including now a tribute on the creator, Glenn A. Larson, by his son, Glenn, Glenn E. Larson. So we're going to have just Battlestar going like mad. Yeah, that's, that's really awesome. Um, were you guys originally Battlestar Galactica fans? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's geekdom I'm there. Okay. So, so <laughs> kind of across the board in general then? Yeah. I'm just a generalist. It's fantasy, sci-fi, Doctor Who, Red Dwarf, everything. Okay. Are you uh, you an original Doctor Who fan? Oh, yeah. When okay. I, uh, I lived in England for four years. Well, let me, let me ask you this, because I'm actually going to do a thing starting probably in December. I'm, I'm looking for an expert on Doctors 1 and 2, because I can't find any. Hey, happen to be a member of the Central Valley Whovians, so I can probably find you the president there. Well, Justin's working on it. Justin, okay, yep. there you go. But I need to find a, a, a person who knows one and two really well, because what I want to do is focus on one doctor a month for 12, 13 months. Not a problem. Yeah. I, uh, actually, I'm really good friends with a guy who does just about every doctor's cosplay, and his name's Brett Lonsway, lives up in uh, Sacramento, and Modesto Boy. So getting him down here for an interview would be perfect. No problem. Excellent. Great. Oh, okay. Well, we'll definitely follow up on that because that was something I definitely want to look into. Um, So let me ask you this. Just for people that are curious about how it comes about, when you decide to put together a con, how do you start reaching out to find guests? I mean, nobody in specific, just what methods would you employ to find people? (laughs) Actually, it was really strange. I just started contacting on Facebook. Okay. Of all things. And, uh, wasn't getting a lot of response, so I moved over to Twitter. Mm-hmm. Turns out most of them have publicists that handle their Facebooks, but a lot of them do their own Twitter. Okay. So when you throw out the name and, and you know come to a con, it's amazing the response I got. Uh, you know, Dirk doesn't do a whole lot of cons anymore, but it turns out he loves Modesto. He used to fly through here all the time for filming, and he would hang out here for a day or two, land at the Modesto airport in his own private plane. So I mean, he even talks about that on the video he did for us on the. Oh yeah, uh, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Richard, I had met at Stockton Con a few years back. Uh, we ended up talking for about 45 minutes, blocking the line. Uh, did not expect anything from it, you know. He says, "Like we're going to friend up." Yeah. And on Monday morning, poop. It's friend request happen, from Richard. Though, you know, sometimes the line slows down, and you just got to let it go. Yeah. yeah. So you know, met him. He got me in touch with his uh, his PR person last year, and so January 1st of this year. Boom, boy, email went right off to Lena saying, we want Richard. And next day, she's like, you were the first ones you get him. Oh, that's outstanding. Um, so the first time you tried to do this, you went exclusively with a, uh, a steampunk theme? It started out exclusively steampunk. We ended up with a few Star Trek guests. Okay. Which was nice, though, because then uh, we actually got a lot of people to do Star Trek steampunk outfits, right. which looked great. Uh, I, unfortunately, missed the con. I ended up with a health issue, ended up a hospital three days before the convention. So completely missed my first year convention ever. Terrible timing. Very terrible timing. Yeah. Mark will definitely agree with you on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Me being the one uh, with most of the planning at that point. And so he just kind of jumped in and, and, and handled it. And the con went well as far as our uh, guests and vendors felt. They loved it. They thought it was a blast. Um, 
Doc Phineas from Pawn Stars. Mm-hmm. Absolutely awesome. Awesome, awesome man. Um, he did everything he could possibly do to keep it active. He had uh, dance lines going throughout the convention. Oh, wow. Uh, was up on stage all the time. Just a great, great man to have at a con. Lots of energy. That's outstanding. So, um, and Mark, I don't know how close we're sitting to the microphone. We may miss you when I ask this question. So what was your background that got you into this? <laughs> My background that got me into doing a con? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, to be quite honestly, it was... Um, the he knew me. I knew Joe, <laughs> and uh, he said, hey, let's do a con. And it's like, oh. um, okay, so let's see what we can do. Yeah. Would you mind oh. turn turn that mic just a little bit closer to yourself? Okay. So did you have, I mean, are you without geek cred initially, or do you, you got your geek stripes on? <laughs> well, I do have some geek cred. I mean... He, uh, he's, he's underestimating his geek cred. It's a lot more than he's saying. Okay. I mean, I grew up uh, with the original Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, in fact, I couldn't go to bed because uh, it was on, and uh, my parents were... It was 8 o'clock, and it was late for me, but uh, still, I watched it. Uh, so I watched about the original Star Trek, uh, the animated series, uh, Battlestar Galactica, uh, Star Wars. He even watched 1980. He won't admit it, but he watched Galactica 1980. Galactica 1980? Mm, so did I. I don't remember you're, 1980. You're, he's also honest. not mentioning the fact that we were uh, a Dungeons and Dragons group oh, okay. back then. That's what we did every yeah. weekend. Yeah. We didn't tell anybody. Because you know, I was a jock well, in high school. And, and back great. then, that was still for devil worship. Oh, yeah, right? I yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, but yeah, and I watch, uh, well, the original anime-type stuff, uh, Star Blazers. Oh, it's a fantastic uh, show. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so, I, I mean, science fiction, fantasy, yeah, I, I like that type of stuff. Uh, now, steampunk, I, to be quite honest, uh, when Joe thought up the idea of doing a steampunk con, I said, steampunk, isn't that just a fad? Boy, was I wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he started doing a little research and discovered. Well, I've got my sister-in-law is really into steampunk stuff. But surprisingly, I've got a father-in-law who lives in Fallon, Nevada, who has actually, and he and he's like straight up, he's like a guns NRA guy. And then he's got like goggles with gears and shit glued to it. You know what I mean? It's just like, you're going through stuff. You're like, now how does this fit into the rest of this, you know? Um, but it's the steampunk definitely seems to have landed because it's been on my radar for probably 10 years now. I, I came across it when I uh, lived in England mm-hmm. back in the early 80s. Uh, just amazing how big the community is over there. Oh, sure. But I mean, they grew, you know, Victorian is everywhere they look. Right. Uh, so well, that's when I first came up. Having actually lived through the Victorian era there. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, so easy. You know, walk into any thrift shop and, oh, hey, I have a steampunk outfit now. Or I am set up completely for. Uh, uh, Dickens. Mm-hmm. Oliver, come here. <laughs> and that's, the co-host is trying that's to give me some lovings. Ollie, the co-hosting Greyhound with us again. So before you tried putting on a con, had you, I mean, you said you're on a board. I mean, without going into the names, did you, was it several? Like, I mean, had you been doing this for years? Uh, I had been on about three different con boards. Okay. And, uh, and Ken came close to being the con chair on one and said, uh, no. Yeah. Uh, well, sometimes, you know, responsibility is more than it's cracked up to be. Right. Yeah. You know what? Let's. All right. So what was your first, um, what, what con did you attend first that you got a taste for it with then? Oh, <laughs> wow. Dundracon. I think when I was in high school, which was a Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, and wow. Everything con. Yeah. Sam Yeah. And Sam I think that was probably the first con I went to. Yeah. D- Dundracon. Oh, it definitely. I remember Dundercon in 1981. Yeah, 81. Um, I think that was the year, too. Yeah. So that was early in the whole convention picture then, because Star Trek conventions only been around since the mid-70s, really. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We lived in Santa Cruz for 10 years, and I wasn't really like a... I'd always been a nerd, but I hadn't really like been in the nerd communities. You know, like I kind of kept my geekiness to myself because I didn't like have my ass kicked. I remember those days. Yeah. But when we lived in Santa Cruz, WonderCon was still in San Francisco or Oakland, depending on which years we were talking about, and started taking the kids to those, and I loved it. I had a great time. So let me ask you then specifically about this con. Where where are you guys set up this year? We are at the McHenry Event Center. It mm-hmm. was uh, the former Elks Lodge, but the owner has done an amazing job of converting it over to a new 
new event center. It's going to be great, right on McHenry Avenue. Uh, parking's going to be a little bit of a fun thing. So please, if you show up, don't park right there. Park a few bit, you know, a few blocks down. Walk in like we do at Stockton Con. Right. Um, otherwise, you know, we're just gonna have a great time. Great time. We've got uh, live bands planned. Oh, uh, who's who? What bands do you have coming? We have the Lovely Rushers coming. They are an anime cover band. Okay. They sing a lot of the anime stuff. We have the Dramatics, who do five decades worth of music, including their hit song "We Need a Hero," which is their superhero song. Okay. Uh, they're going to be showing up, and I'm talking to another group, but I don't want to say anything until I'm settled with them, since they're actually a rather large name here in the States and in Japan. Is it Loverboy? Did you get Loverboy? Oh, heck no. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I don't think those guys can wear those red pants anymore. Probably not. It's a huge band in the States and Japan. Is it Queen? Did you get Queen? No. Okay. (laughs) Because I'd be totally... They they do do the J-pop Japanese stuff. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, how about... um, (laughs) Let's see here, because I know we forgot to bring the list, but what, besides your Battlestar Galactica people, who else do we have showing up? Uh, we have Manu, who played uh, Icheb on Star Trek Voyager. Okay. Uh, real nice guy. He's got a great project going right now that he's going to be talking with during a panel on uh, an independent film called The Circuit, which is going to be short stories about conventions. Oh, that's pretty cool. And most of the stories, from what I understand, are being sent in by convention goers. And then he's picking, <clears throat> excuse me, which stories to use as the short stories in the film. So that's a lot of, you know, he's got a lot of anticipation, a lot of people involved. Um, half of the Star Trek actors I've already signed on to be part of it. Uh, he's got Walter Koenig oh, cool. doing it. Uh, he's got just amazing, amazing lineup of actors that have signed up to do this film. Yeah. And it's going to be hitting its Kickstarter uh, crowdfunding here on the 20th. It'll be blasting off. Okay. And then we'll be showing trailers and everything else at the con, plus he'll be doing the uh, special panel on it. Uh, we have uh, Raji Abaruti and Alan Palmer, a couple of the alien Power Rangers. Oh, okay. They're going to be there. From what I understand, they're a lot of fun at a con. Really looking forward to meeting them in person. I haven't met them before. Uh, we've got Paul St. Peter. Paul is an anime voice actor. And an amazing one. He has done 100-plus voices oh, wow. for anime. And when a lot of the Japanese ones come over, he will do the entire episode and switch it over to English, where he will play every character on the on the film. That's pretty incredible. So he is a great guy. He's going to be doing two workshops. On uh, Saturday, he's going to be running uh, how to do an anime voice. And then on Sunday, he'll be bringing back the same crowd and be going through and actually doing the voices with them. Well, I may have to sneak off and actually sit in on those. That's, yeah, that that's would, an area I'm actually really interested in. Yeah, so in. am I. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm getting, uh, you know, Philip Cable, he's coming up. He, he's done a lot of independent film. He's going to be sitting on some panels, and he was chatting with me online last night. And I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to be uh, joining you on some of these panels just because that will be a great way to break while still be working. Exactly, <laughs> you know, yeah. Everybody will think, oh, what's Joe? Oh, Joe's doing that panel, so he's working. Yeah. When I'm actually like, oh, I get to sit down and talk to people now. This is great. He's not He's not just slumping off somewhere. He's doing something. Well, I I don't know how well you know the background of our show, but I've had um, Vic Mignogna, Chuck Huber, and um, Todd Habercorn on. Now, when I first interviewed Vic and Todd, I didn't know about their anime backgrounds. Yeah, I mean, Vic is a surprise with that. Yeah. So, well, yeah, because, like, I've told this story before. This will be new to you, but maybe not to people who listen. When I was first getting ready to interview Vic, I'm thinking, what kind of prima donna creates a show where you play Captain Kirk? Really pleasantly surprised. Such a really cool guy. But what blew me away is I'm used to my first 24 hours, 100, 150 lists. Okay. Yeah, I just started the show in January. Well, Vic's episode plays. I had 1,200 listens in 36 (laughs) hours, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? So that's when I went <laughs> research it. I'm like, wow, would you look through all his acting credits? And then I'm like, oh, so I was ready for it the next day with Todd. Yeah. yeah it's but, a surprise. Yeah. They, they catch you off guard. Uh, we have a young, a young actor really kicking off his career right now, Rico Anderson. Mm-hmm. And when I'm researching, you know, he's a, he's a friend. He was one, he signed on immediately last year to come to the con. So he and Ryan Husk get a, Automatic return invite every year now. Okay. They are just absolutely great guys. 
but I'm here, I'm researching Rico and, you know, I remember, I knew his face and then it's like, Oh, criminal minds. He okay. played a detective on there one time, got shot. Uh, then I get down and he's a voice actor for Arkham Asylum for, for the video game. Oh, really? And I'm just like, Oh man, that right there is some, some good geek cred for him to be showing up and hitting on. Oh yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's my absolute favorite series of games from the last decade. And then if you saw, did you see Star Trek Renegades? You know, I, yes, I did, but I don't remember it necessarily as well as some other fan productions. Okay. Yeah, I've seen. He, he played Boris, uh, oh, one okay. of the alien, the, the, actually the son of the head alien. Okay. Yeah. And, I'm uh, pretty sure I remember that then. Yeah. Yeah. Gets his neck snapped by Khan's daughter. Yes. Yeah. That I remember. Uh, but yeah, I mean, here I am in the hospital. I've never met these guys in person and they leave the con on Saturday night and come to the hospital and spend uh, like an hour and a half with me just hanging out. That's outstanding. Uh, you know, Chase Masterson did the same thing and brought me a Pepsi. That's really cool. <laughs> she, she messaged me, you want anything? I'm like a Pepsi. <laughs> did you see, um, did you see, she was in a movie recently with Kipley Brown that was actually directed by one of the guys that does, uh, the direction for Star Trek continues. The movie called Yesterday Was a Lie. No, I missed that one. It was kind of a film noir time travel. I'm not going to do it any justice, but Chase Masterson and Kipley are the two female leads of the movie. If you get a chance, check it out. It was oh, really good. She, yeah. she probably hung out with me for a good hour. She's yeah. a sweetheart. Uh, took pictures of me and my, you know, here I'm in the hospital bed with tubes sticking out of me. She leans in for photos. Just a great, great person. Oh, that's awesome. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's the nice thing is, is we're meeting these people doing this. And, you know, a lot of these were heroes of ours growing up. Yep. Uh, you know, especially like, you know, the Galactic crew. Right. I mean, they sent me the name and they're like, Hi, I'm Herbert Jefferson. I played. I'm like, yeah, you were Boomer. I, I already know who you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem, dude. I know who you are. Yeah. Um, yes, I would love to have you at my con. Let's see what we can do. Uh, it's just to find out, you know, they're so down to earth and just how much they'll just hang out and talk with you. Right. That that to me is, I think the thing that I have found the coolest since I've started going to these conventions and meeting these people, for the most part, unless it's, you know, Burt Ward, everybody's pretty pretty <laughs> awesome to be around. Yeah. I mean, there's the few. Yeah. Uh, and, and they start to burn their bridges when they're like that, and it's getting harder and harder to find cons. Exactly. So the whole idea, you know, like this crowd is great. The Star Trek crowd is always great. Uh, the independent film crowd. We also have, during the con, an independent film festival going on. We'll be showing like 30 of our entries. Oh, fantastic. Throughout the, the weekend. And we have some <laughs> entries from all over the world. Iraq, uh, Iran, all over Europe, all over the States. Yeah, some great horrors, great sci-fi. Yeah, you'd be surprised how good some of these films are. Oh, yeah. The independent film is just growing. And the nice thing, you know, not to really berate Hollywood, but at least with independent film, we're getting original ideas again. Yeah, um, and that's I was just talking to oh I, I'm beginning to ruin his name. It's Trevor. He was doing a movie, or he's trying to get the funding behind a film called Ghost Puncher, and it's a guy. He's up in Vancouver. I, I have a lot of Canadians on my show. It's very weird. A couple of people Actually, even quite a few Canadians have entered. Yeah, so. um, a bunch of people actually assume because I'm a Corner Gas fan that I am Canadian when they first find the show. But this guy's on. The idea was. Or what was the tagline? It was one man, two fists, three ghosts. And it, the, I just love the name <laughs> That's a and good tagline. Yeah, the name and everything. Cause like, what's a movie called? You know, what is the movie Ghost Puncher about? It's a guy who punches ghosts. What more could you possibly need to know? <laughs> that's exactly yeah. it. So that's one of the things I, you're right. You, we are getting a lot of creativity oh. out of independent filmmakers. Right. Now. And like Ryan Husk and, and Rico, that's, and, and Manu, um, they're, they're all into this now because they can have the freedom when they do the independent stuff. Oh, absolutely. To, well, to you know, create. And the barrier of entry is so low now, too. Because, I mean, honestly, if you know a reasonably okay sound guy and you've got a phone and a mic, you know, an iPhone and a microphone, you can make a movie. Oh, there's a, there's actually a competition every year now for yeah. the best independent film by, via iPhone. Yeah. I, you know, and, and it's amazing the stuff that's being turned in for that. Uh, yeah, and I'd say probably for beginning filmmakers, lighting and sound are the only two real issues. Correct. Yeah, I mean, we've actually got two projects where we're working on kicking off the ground here in the next couple of years. Uh, one's going to be a web series. Oh, okay. Uh, actually, it's kind of funny. It's called the Second Civil War. I started working on it about two and a half years ago, and uh, 
I kind of predicted Donald Trump being elected as president. Oh, boy. And <laughs> California <laughs> seceding. Well, now I'm a little scared, and Mark told me quit writing right now because too much of it's coming true. Especially with Jerry Brown saying, well, if Donald Trump's going to build a wall uh, between the U.S. and Mexico, we'll build a wall around California. Okay, so <laughs> I, I very often don't talk uh, politics, but with the Brexit vote this year and Donald Trump sitting in a 30% chance to win the electoral, <laughs> the electoral college. Uh, ratings dropping right yeah. now. Um, here's the thing. So now that with the, with the British, uh, well, with the UK leaving the European Union, it actually elevates California to the fifth strongest economy in the world as a separate nation. Now, we're still pretty interdependent on the rest of the states, but not as much as, say, oh, you know, Nebraska, where they have no waterways coming in. I am kind of terrified. Right. Or, or Texas, you know, yeah. who, who are pretty much a very easily independent and could walk away. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's it would be an ugly, ugly, ugly thing to have oh, happen. Oh, yeah, it'd be very bad. I, I try not, because I hear people say things like the last American Civil War. I, I don't like to be so flippant or glib about it. Um, my family has lived in the United States since the Louisiana Purchase. I think it's an ugly, ugly thing, and people talk about it like it'd be some cool thing. No, it would suck. It would be terrible. Yet, when you take very disparate people over a huge landmass and have 300-some-odd million adults, it's always a possibility. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's actually amazing. We are now at that time period where, you know, we're beating, you know, historical nations' survival rate. Right. Uh, under the same type of government and the same, you know, same name. So... Balkanization civil war here in the States is, a, is an entirely possible thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. And it looks like the signs every day seem to be heading in that direction. Yeah. That's kind of scary. I, I hope that's just us having watched too much Mad Max and buying into <laughs> it. That's, that's what I'm shooting for. But it, it <laughs> is something. Time travel days going back to the Civil War. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, you know, yes, I, I think it is a very real possibility. But I do sit around holding my breath very often going, oh, please, just let that be me being you know, jumpy about an idea. Yeah. I mean, if we can get through this election, I know it's a very contentious one. Yes. If we get through the U.S., we'll survive for a while. Yep. But this election has got tempers and emotions high on both sides. Yeah. And it's going to be an issue. Well, and like I said, I don't talk politics very often. I kind of feel like the Republican Party needs to do a post-Goldwater moment and look around at the people who are... And it's not everybody. It's the people on the fringe, and then the mainstream starts to look at the fringe and go, yeah, you know, you're kind of right. Because every we've all taken really extreme ideas and looked at them and thought, well, maybe that's not as far out as I think it is. No, it is. And somebody needs to like be the grown-up in the room and say, no, you can't do that. Yeah, No, yeah. no huge wall. That exactly. just isn't going to work. You can't use nuclear weapons. You you know, well, you can. You it's can. just not a good thing to do. Yeah. Well, especially since we're the only country in the world that has actually used them in the war. But yeah, uh, at this point in time, it's still it's uh, no, no, the war, civil war. Well, no, no. Here's here's the thing that people forget or don't know. MacArthur wanted to use nuclear weapons again. Yeah, yeah, and his ass got fired for it. Yep. Yeah, and yep. now we got Trump standing around asking people like, "Hey, why can't we use nuclear weapons?" You know as well as I do, to a man with a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Yep. When you have a president who won't put the brakes on a general who wants to use a bomb, you're going to use a bomb. That's what happens. Exactly. Yeah. But that's a little science fiction. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we were planning that to be a science fiction, yeah. futuristic, alter history thing, and... We've kind of stepped back now and just see what happens. Yeah. Well, it's probably, may not be a bad idea. I mean, get your scripts done. And maybe don't fill <laughs> it. Yeah. The pilot's all written out, ready yeah. to go. And then I was like, so, this is too close. Well, then I would say very much that steampunk lends itself to alternate history very well. Oh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, we'll be having a panel on uh, steampunk and film and cinema. Okay. Uh, Doc Phineas will be sitting on that one. He'll be running it. We'll have Philip Cable on it. And a couple of the other guys, I'm sure, are going to want to jump in on that one as well. Uh, matter of fact, Richard Hatch has a has a project out there right now. Oh, fantastic! Uh, Cowboys engine, yeah, Cowboys and Engines. Please tell me that's not as racist as it sounds. E N G I. Okay, okay. I, was, so, I was hoping that yeah. was it. Engines as in steam engines, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, actually, you could go online uh, on YouTube and find a a long trailer proof of concept. 
Oh, okay, that fantastic. He filmed for that. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, find the link for that. And yeah, get... I mean, it's it's amazing. It just who he gets in for that to do this, you know, proof of concept. Uh, Malcolm McDowell's the bad guy. Oh, wow. You know, in Malcolm it. McDowell's an outstanding bad guy in everything. Everything. He's, oh, every, yeah. Yeah. He's uh, from the 70s to now, yeah. 60s. He was a great bad guy. Oh, yeah. It, it's always been one of his strong suits. Um, I mean, I liked him in, well, wait, no, it was Roddy McDowell. Never mind. I was going to say he was in Planet of the Apes, but no, no, he was no, not. That was, that was Roddy. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, what, cousin, brother. Uh, I, I think it's a more distant relationship than that, but yeah. Yeah. But they, because you can even see the family resemblance. Yeah. For, for the distance. That was always a surprise to me. Um, but yeah. I mean, Malcolm has just been amazing as a bad guy. Yeah, no, he it, is. It's like he was... He was the only watchable thing about Star Trek Generations. Oh, yeah. That, what was that? Star Trek what? Yeah. It, well, yeah. I'm not one that uh, throws out a lot from my head canon, but that is one that I could do without. Yeah, I could skip that one. I could skip... Well, unfortunately, <laughs> Star Trek ha- seemed to have the pattern of bad, good, bad, good. Um, well, uh, and once in a while, okay. So here, here's my thought. Star Trek had the pattern of the motion picture. Yeah. Okay. Let's not fire Roddenberry, but let's promote him out of the job. Let's get Harv Bennett and Nick Myers involved. Fantastic. Right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So Myers steps out because they're going to bring Spock back. And he's like, well, I don't want any part of that. So you have Harv Bennett by himself. Okay. Movie, but not great. Then you have Nick Myers and Harv Bennett. So you have Nick Myers, good. No Nick Myers, not so good. Nick Myers again, Voyage Home, outstanding movie. Mm-hmm. Then let's let Shatner direct. Terrible idea. Bad idea. Horrible yeah. idea. I, I have an autographed picture of William Shatner looking at me right now, and I feel bad just for saying it. But yeah, he, it's, <laughs> it looks like he's giving you the stick eye. He is a little bit. Um, and then Undiscovered Country. You know who else was involved in that? Nicholas Myers. <laughs> We're back to the, to the crew again. Yeah. Um, so you guys being Star Trek fans, let's go ahead and let's, let's talk some, let's talk some geeky shit for a minute. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, Star Trek Discovery, yay or nay? Oh, um. Just from initial impressions. I, we haven't seen anything yet, but. Yay. From what I'm hearing, I'm saying yay. We're back in, uh, prime yep. universe, which is a big deal for me. Uh, what I have enjoyed as action films, the new Star Treks, they are not my Star Trek. Okay. I don't know how the rest of you. I mean, I'll enjoy the films. I enjoy the films. Uh, you know, some of the actors have dead on hit the roles. Well, you're talking about Carl Urban. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. dead on. That's Bones McCoy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's almost like he he manifests uh, DeForest. Yeah. Kelly, yeah, and I'm glad he's the only one who tries to do that too, because he is so on that if anybody else were to try to do it and not be that that level of, I, I hate to even call it like characterization, but be able to carry that character as well as he does. If you tried it and failed next to it, it just looked that much worse. Well, and I, I mean, I fell in love with his acting with Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, I mean, amazing uh, dread. Yeah, he was the perfect dread. He's got that. He's just got that image that he can project out there. Yep, and you often forget he's Australian. Oh, that's the oh, way I hate yeah. when I have to hear him on a regular interview. It's like no, yeah, that's <laughs> Christian Bale when he's playing Batman, and he, you hear him with his English accent. You're um, like, ah. Andrew Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> Rick Grimes. That one, that one caught me off guard. Yeah, that that just totally caught me off guard the first time I heard an interview. It's like, what? You do it awful good. Yeah. George Jackson there. He, um, yeah, he's actually, it actually caught me off guard. Because I can hear very often when it's a foreigner doing an American accent. Because I watched a lot of PBS. As a, or not PBS, but um, yeah, BBC, BBC programming on PBS as a kid. And when you have a Londoner from the theater doing an American accent, you're just like, ugh, that's, you're nowhere near what we actually sound like. It's as bad as having somebody from, uh, Mississippi do an English accent. Right. And yeah. I mean, and I'm not, um, on The Walking Dead, it's a surprise at how many of them are not American. Are not American and yeah. you can't tell. Uh, Farmer's daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she's Australian as well, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. With a heavy accent. Right. Uh, if everybody remembers her from Supernatural. Yes. And she got to use her accent in that, so it yeah. was great. We're actually a, a big supernatural household here. So am I. As a matter of fact, I'm in the middle of season nine on my week long binge watching, which oh, is gotcha. driving my roommate Mark here completely nuts. Well, it's bound to happen. Yeah. It's bound to happen. So, um, as a supernatural guy, we discovered recently that the original creator of Supernatural meant the season five ender to be the end of the show. If you hear that, 
I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm going to dare you to go back and rewatch that episode with that in mind. It was surprising because it was kind of a, an oddball season ender. But if you watch that with that's the end of the show in mind, very different and very much more. It works. Yeah. Concrete door being slammed shut on the whole thing. Uh, I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. Now. Thanks a lot. Well, no, just go check it out. Skip back to five now. Yeah, because I like me. My wife started watching before I did, but seasons was it three, four, and five? I think are outstanding. Yeah, one, two, and everything since were were watchable, Mm -hmm. but nowhere. Seasons three, four, and five are standing on the shoulders of everything else. Right? Yeah, there's nothing else that even comes. And and I was, you know, I was surprised at how one caught me. Yeah. Um, You know, normally for a show, it wouldn't have been that great to jump out at me, but something about the chemistry. And the storylines just got a hold of me and kept me going. Yeah. And then, like you say, once you hit three, four, and five, yep. you're gone. Just, you're, yeah, you're hooked. It's so solid, so much the way through. As a matter um, of fact, I'm working on a Benny cosplay. Oh, okay. Not a hard one to do. That's Not real hard. Pretty I mean, much I just, you know, reach into my closet. Cap, grow out your beard a little bit. Pull out my uh, yeah. peacoat. Do a little Louisiana <laughs> accent. But uh, that'll be a fun one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I do a lot of cosplay. Okay. I have an entire closet that's nothing but cosplay at home. Um, and so I think I might have, might have more cosplay than I have regular street clothes now. Wow. Uh, uh, well, so you've got some cosplay events coming up at your uh, at your con as well, right? Yeah, we got quite a few of the uh, local clubs coming. We've got the uh, 1701st USS Ceroyan out of Fresno, although we're members up here in Modesto. We've got uh, Royal Manticore Navy, mm-hmm. the Honorverse Club. They're going to be a lot of fun have a table represented. We have, uh, well, SFI, Starfleet International, is now contacted. They'd like to bring the local club over. We have Cobra First, California Cobra First, G.I. Joe Club. Uh, I remember that. We'll be uh, having quite a few cosplayers there. And we have an outstanding Major Blood. I mean, you, you, you look at him and you're like, that's really him. I actually saw him at Stockton Con, and it yeah. was it was the one thing that really stood out from. I mean, because well, let's be let's be fair. This year is all about Harley Quinn cosplay, right? You can't fling a dead cat without hitting ten Harley Quins. And it's and it's nice to see the other stuff. Yeah, um, I'm still you know controversial on the, the Harley Quinn now. Uh, I like original. Well, I'd say most look, we're of a certain age. Right. We were we were we were too old to watch the animated series when we watched the animated series, you know. So I mean, we're going to be very much stuck in our. Don't make hey, that hey, face. Come on now, my, don't make my that cosplay face. Pages, why grow up cosplay? <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I mean, that was that's all the Harley Quinn there was. I mean, she wasn't in the comics or anything else yet. Right. Right. So I mean, you got her through DC animated universe, or you didn't get her at all. Exactly. So for us, that's Harley Quinn. Yeah. I am not going to knock that outfit, though. I'm a nerd boy. Yeah. I admit I don't mind seeing exactly. you know, women yeah. walking around of any shape or size in those outfits. Yeah, exactly. It the heck out of me. Did you watch Suicide Squad? No, actually, I have not been to see it yet. Okay. So my August was really a rough month. We found out one of our little greyhounds has cancer. Oh. We had the night before my birthday, which was August 10th, we had our sewer system back up into the house. Now, I'm a plumbing salesman. It's not hard for me to get a plumber out here. I had a plumber come out here at midnight, and he worked on it until 4 in the morning and couldn't clear it. Not good. Okay. So I went and saw my tickets. I had them for Suicide Squad for three weeks for August 10th at 9 a.m. Unshowered, four hours sleep. I was I was okay with the movie. It wasn't great. I was pretty okay with the Joker. It was a different take because I don't know how you follow Heath Ledger. Right. I mean, I don't know. It, he set the for, tone. Yeah. I don't know, except for just going, you know what? We're never going to use the Joker again because you can't do it. I don't know how you follow it. I, I was actually okay once I realized they were going for a rap gangsta Rick Ross type instead of a, you know, mafioso. I figured it out. I went with it. The one thing that kept happening while I'm watching Suicide Squad, though, they had two very beautiful women who you kept just kind of wanting to like lick your thumb and wipe the dirty spots off their face the whole time. Enchantress and Harley Quinn smeared makeup and dirt. And you're just like, just come here. Let me get that. that Just let me get that. And I couldn't, that actually pulled me out of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of good. Yeah. I uh, haven't hit a lot of the movies this year. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. I think just time getting this con together. Oh, I'm sure Uh, we have been part of so many cons in the area having our own table there, and then they'll be at our con as well. So, you know, you can come up and Colossus Con will have a table there, but Esto Con will have a table there. You can talk to them about what's happening for next year. Oh, fantastic. After their cons. Um, it's really great 
we, we all know we're in the valley, and we really like the. We want more cons, yeah. but we want good quality cons. Well, so let me ask you this. I mean, the Valley, we've had we've had a lot of cons in the last two I mean, you know, well, let's, let's just say a year before, a year after this conversation. There's going to be a lot of cons. Exactly. Does everybody pretty much get along? Yeah. I, we all get along really pretty well. Um, once in a while, we'll run into something. Sure. Uh, we're learning we need to communicate a little better sometimes because somebody will say something that actually wasn't happening or wasn't true mm-hmm. and that'll upset one con and another con and then we'll talk and it's like oh the problem is this other person right let's take them out of this well, picture I, there's a thing too your mouth moves twice as fast as your brain well and you know what i saw a great uh, comment on facebook the other day and it's we no longer listen we listen to reply we right. don't listen for the subject or exactly. what's happening yeah and, you know, we're, we're, we're listening to somebody talking. We're already getting our reply right. Yeah. And I've noticed that. Um, so just to give you guys kind of a quick background, I try not to do this a whole lot. This podcast came about because my wife got sick of hearing me talk about Star Wars The Force Awakens. That was that was the genesis <laughs> of this. She's like, maybe somebody on the Internet wants to hear you drone on about Star Wars. I'm like, yes. You mean the updated New Hope? Exactly. Yes, maybe they do. But what it's become much more of is a conversational interview show with independent creators. So that's definitely more the direction it's been headed. Because what I noticed was, and this isn't me talking bad about other podcasters, it's just I wanted a different feel. Right. Very often, people start a podcast to talk. I've tried to start one, and trust me, I don't always get it right. I talk all over the place too much. I'm, I'm aware of that. But I have gone into an area where I want to ask questions and then discuss the answer. You know, I want to listen a little more than I talk. I don't always get there. Yeah. I <laughs> you know. Yeah. I don't always get there, but it's, um, it's something to strive for. That's a little different. Right. And that's, you know, I, I'm very careful about who we bring into the con. Mm-hmm. Uh, Geekish cast is one of only, I think four or five podcasts allowing into the con. Well, thank you. And we um, appreciate that. So, you know, that's a big deal. Uh, because we want the right image. Um, we, we've been very careful. The artists that we're bringing in, we look for the best. Uh, that's another thing we do. We go to these other cons, walk around and look at the artists and see what they're doing. Right. Uh, and, and we charge artists so little for a table. Uh, You're right. Now, are you guys still accepting artists at this point? I'm still accepting artists. You may end up outside on the patio. But I have a real hard time turning an artist away. Okay. Uh, you know, I mean, come on, we're talking 25 bucks for your table and I'll give you four passes. Yeah. You hardly charge anything for, <laughs> yeah, for artists, an artist to be there. I know how hard it is to be an artist. I also know how often an artist hears what you, you just can't do that for free and I'll get you some, some. Yeah. How about some exposure dollars? Some exposure dollars. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll get, get you a lot exposure of exposure dollar. for doing it. And nothing drives me up the wall. I mean, I'm a, I'm a cosplayer. Same thing. You know, it's, uh, hey, can you make me that? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Well, you know, I could. I can take a commission on that and spend three months putting it together. It's going to cost you $400. Oh, oh your, your time is worth money? I, yep. I didn't realize that. So we, you know, Mark and I decided we're just not going to rake over the artists. We want as many artists as possible at the con. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what we're after striving for. Classic con, we're looking for it to be somewhat fresh and different. Everybody's welcome. Uh, you know, I love cons. I love every kind of con. I love going down to the anime cons in Fresno. Uh, run by a great, great guy down there. Um, he's starting to bring some of the other stuff in, which is fun. Sure. But, uh, you know, it's pure anime, pretty much. We have a blast there, though. You know, I'll dress up as Star Trek or whatever and just walk around the anime. It's fun. But we want everybody to think they're, you know, to know... You come to Classic Comic Con, it doesn't matter what genre you're into. You're going to find something there for you. We have horror films showing because of the film festival. Awesome. Which means, you know, my, my other club, the Zombie Club, is they're going to have quite a bit of people coming down for that and have us have it actually, actually have a booth there at the table as well set up at the con. Um, you know, we're working with a brand new game store, Brackets, over in series. Uh, and the Zombie Club to put on a haunted house there. Oh, fantastic! This year. What kind of what kind of game store is that? Is it? It is a card and video games. Oh, okay. So game, just gaming just, in general. Yeah. So yeah. he's got you know you set up. You can uh, come in and do your your card tournaments for Magic, Yu Gi Oh, Pokemon. Uh, 
He's getting the video part of it set up now. It started to look really good in there. He just opened up with the last two weeks. He did a soft open. And this weekend is actually the grand opening weekend where everything's going on over there. Okay. And just, just for the note, we're actually recording this on September 10th. It'll probably be a few days before the episode goes up. So, right. so it, the grand opening will have happened probably by that point. But you know yeah. what? I, I, I tell you, go over there and visit Brackets. <laughs> David is a great guy. He, uh, there are amazing board games up on the wall to buy. Uh, if I had cash on me when I walked in there, I wouldn't when I walked out. Yeah, that's that's how I am when I hit Artist Alley. Yeah, I, yeah, I have yeah. a real problem with uh, cons. Um, I'm looking around here. You've got a lot of art up on the wall, yes, a lot I of do. autographs. Yep. Uh, I am starting to do that at the house. Do you ever get confused and put on the wrong uniform? Uh, really bad when they, the con puts the tables side by side. Yeah. Uh, you know, because somebody will walk up to one and I'm at the other one and they'll, nobody's helping them. I'm like, oh, hey, you want to join us? Yeah. Come on. Hi, I'm a colonel in the Royal Man Corps Marine Corps. Here's, what? Here's both my cards. But you're dressed as a Mako from Star Trek Enterprise. Oh, yeah, well, I'm a master gunnery sergeant over there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's really bad when they, they put G.I. Joe, all of them together. And everybody's saying, Joe, you're working our booth? And all on a straight, straight line. Because I'll work everybody's booth. Yeah. Just be there. Uh, I'll just wear the Cobra helmet, uh, track TLS shirt. You know, I've, I've been thinking of some cross-play. Yeah. Mixing them all that in. That might work. Yeah, we just um, we were going to go to the Salt Lake City Con this year because uh, Star Trek Continues is going to pre premiere the new episode there. And then we've got friends who create the web series You Again, and they're out of Salt Lake. Mm -hmm. So we were going to go, but with little Bob getting, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, not not that it compares to having, you know, losing a parent, but when you have a dog that you're very close with and they oh. have cancer and you're like, well, so are we talking days or months? And the doctor looks at you and shrugs. You, well, yeah. we can't travel, you know? No. Well, I've got two dogs at the house and they are my companions. Yeah. Actually, one of them is 16-year-old Jack Russell. And Mark is very concerned, knowing at that age she's not going to be around yep. long, uh, about my reaction when she goes. Oh, yeah. It, you know, he knows it's just going to knock me down. Yep. It, it, and it's, it's always rougher than you think, too. Yeah. And yeah. I, with the PTSD, she has always known when I'm falling into a depression, and she yep. gets extremely cuddly and loving during that. Yeah. Nobody quite knows you like your dogs, do Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, we've got, I mean, we've got two damn many dogs, but I've got two Italian greyhounds. And one's 15, and he doesn't, I don't think he's ever going to die. He's losing his teeth. He's blind in one eye. His mom is still alive. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got little Bob, who's, you know, 10 years old, get, just got cancer, and he's been, you know, no problems. And all of a sudden, you know, you bring him in for tooth cleaning, and oh, yeah, and your dog's got cancer. Right. Well, great. And, and then you have this mutant that's laying here by me. Well, this is, yeah, Ollie the giant racing greyhound, and he is, I don't know, people think he's a great day when I walk him. Yeah, he's, he's rather large. Yeah, 105 pounds. Friendly as anything. Yeah. And sound asleep, leaning against my foot. Yeah, he may drool a little bit, but otherwise he's a, he, he's a, a, a gentle giant, that one. Unless he wants to eat or chase a rabbit. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yep. He, I should have um, brought a rabbit. Yeah, well, yeah. No, he, um, <laughs> we've actually gone back and watched some of his races when he was a racer. He is so big that other, if he decided to run, other dogs couldn't even be within 10 feet of him. He'd just strip them, just run right past them. Problem was, he liked to get out the gate, run about 10 steps, then go over, pee on a fence, chase a butterfly. <laughs> you know, that's why they retired him. Focus. Attention yeah. deficit disorder. Well, 40, you know, 40 years ago, they would have just killed him. Right. Yeah. 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 So and, I'm. Well, you know, both of mine are rescues. Yep. Uh, it's really cute. Abigail, the Jack Russell, actually rescued Staff Sergeant. Nice. The, the poodle. Yeah. And brought him home. Um, she had been, been pouring rain, and she had been barking at the front door all day. Every time I looked out the people, nothing there. Finally opened the door for her. She walked out. She comes back in with this mop that is just soaking wet and shivering. And he's a cotton du Teler, which is a special breed of, po of poodle. Okay. Uh, it's got hair instead of fur. So people with allergies can actually have a dog. And what we think is there was a puppy mill nearby. Because for the next year, I ended up finding about four of those dogs. Right. And finding them homes. So they get it to a certain age where they didn't think they were as cute anymore, and they would just dump them out on the street. Or if they didn't breed to the right look or standard. Right. and then, Just gone. Yeah. These, these dogs were being tossed out. And uh, he is just great. He's not the smartest, you know, 
That's quite all right. Thing on the block, but he adores his sister who saved him. He follows her everywhere. Uh, she gets a little aggravated at 16 sometimes when he's poking her with his nose and wanting her to play. Because you know, we got him as a pup. Right. And he still thinks he is a pup. And I think he thinks he's her pup. And so every once in a while, she'll have to warn him off. Hey, I'm sleeping. Go away. I'm old. Yep. Uh, and they're so jealous of each other. If either of us lead over to touch one of them, the other one's right there. Yeah. It has to be loved, too. That's the funny thing. So I, you saw my little black chihuahua on your oh, way yeah. in. Okay. So Ollie and Whiskey are thing one and thing two. You, you said the chihuahua that's as big as Oliver's head. It could fit in his mouth yeah. and, and has once or twice ended up in there. <laughs> um, you watch the two of them. They just, they play in their rough to get like to the point where I can't watch it. Like, like I said, I've seen mm-hmm. her legs, head, and sh- and chest in his mouth before at one time. But, the, man, they will wrestle and play and chase each other. And it's funny to me how dogs will do that. You're just like, you figure, like, oh, those two will never. Oh, well, well, I guess they're playing together right now. Never mind. So you'll get, you know, a 15-year-old dog and a 2-year-old. And you're like, man, that 15-year-old is going to just crush it. No? Okay, never mind. They're chasing them all together. Right. Yeah. Right. You know what, Abigail? Jack Russell? Still has the energy of a Jack Russell. Well, they're ninety percent energy, ten percent dog. Yeah, yeah. So still jumps, still leaps, still tells the uh, rather large dogs behind us, "I'm going to kick your tail when I get over that fence." Yep. Um, Terriers are a handful. She actually took out a uh, full size, full adult boxer. He got a hold of her neck and head, and she just clamped onto his leg and ripped it wide open. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he needed stitches. Oh, I'm sure. Like I said, terriers are a handful. And it let go of her once she got a level of that leg. It well, was like, so oh. here's the thing that people forget. Pit bulls are just a terrier. Right. They're a big terrier, but they're just a terrier. All other terriers have the same tenacity as a pit bull. They're just a bit smaller. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly That's I, the only difference. And, and she has the jaws to hang on. Yeah. That's uh, the only real difference. But, you know, hey, you know, public service announcement here from us, from, from Classic Comic Con and Geekish Cast. Get a dog or cat and rescue them. Yes. Please. And get them fixed. If they are not yep. fixed when you rescue Please them, get, get them, them fixed. fixed. There um, are plenty out there for you to adopt. I, you know, it just kills me to drive around and see them on the street. Dogs you know that just looking for a home. Mm-hmm. We actually got whiskey. Well, we got whiskey because we were whiskey tasting one day, and then we had to go get dog food, and that little dog was wearing a tutu walking around on two legs in a cage. <laughs> Notice we named her Whiskey and not Good Decision. Well, and yeah, well, yeah. When Abigail brought Staff Sergeant in. I was in the middle of watching uh, Battle of Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Which is how he got named. Yep. Yeah. Hey, look, Staff Sergeant. Yep. Well, we were, okay, so we were watching Green Arrow, or Arrow when we got decided to, our border calling just passed away a few months ahead. And we were watching season two of Arrow. And we're going, what would be a good name for a Greyhound? And I was going, like, Flash. Flash would be great. Well, yeah, because I'm a yeah. Yeah, Flash Gordon fan. Uh, but we were watching watching season two of Arrow, and my wife's like, Ollie would be a great name for a dog. I'm like, yes, it would. So then I started calling around the rescue places. I'm like, what do you got? <laughs> you yeah. know? And, and, well, now we're really showing our geek on. We name our pets. Oh, yeah. After absolutely. our sci-fi yeah. fandoms. Um, and superhero fandoms, yeah. Exactly. Well, so we're coming up on time, and yes, I realize that I'm not on a network. I don't actually have an official time, but I don't want to drone on so long that people get bored listening. Exactly. But, um, so out of your – you have multiple fan areas that are like your thing. What first got you into geeky stuff, though? Dungeons and Dragons. I would have to say uh, I met these guys in high school, and they started getting me to play, and – you know, I, I've been a Galactica fan, a Star Trek fan, Star Wars fan. I mean, coming from Modesto, we have well, to like Star Wars. You have to like Star Wars. That's, I mean, it's just that's that's actually, a, that's a law. Yeah, that's um, when you sign a mortgage or a rental agreement, it's you, in there. You know, yeah. Boom, the Lucases are, yes. Yes. Um, but I really wasn't, it wasn't my life. I was, you know, good student, jock, grand track, all of that. And suddenly I'm hanging out with all these geeks on the weekend. And the next thing I know, I'm gaming with these guys on the weekend every weekend and we are i'm not telling anybody at school you know Mm -hmm. just that's it hey yeah i run track i do all the normal stuff monday through friday i I don't know what a 20-sided dice looks like why do you ask what are you you talking about do the you know do the date on friday night and then saturday night boom i'm out in uh, empire at mark's house sitting around the table playing dungeons and dragons traveler Oh, what else? RuneQuest? RuneQuest. I mean, we've played so many games in 35 years. It's, it's oh, ridiculous. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Um, 
you know, I carried it. Then, then it became okay to be a geek. That's probably the, the, the thing that's, I've had the hardest time getting used to is that, like, you used to have to watch what you'd say because somebody would say something about, oh, you know, you like a Klingon. You're like, well, actually, Klingons are like, nerd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, sorry. Or one of those guys, the, the Romulans, you mean the Rahansu. Yeah. You know, she, oh, you know, yeah. They're like, you really want to dig you in. You know way too much about this. Um, and now all of a sudden, like the guys, the same kind of guys that used to kick your ass are the guys buying tickets ahead of you in line. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Or asking your, hey, yeah. I, I don't understand what this is. Can you explain it to me? Yeah, I can. Um, remember when you wanted to put me in a locker? Yeah. Remember when you tried to give me a swirly that time? That shit's not cool. And, you know, and I have my issues with Big Bang. You still haven't seen an episode. So here's the thing. I think people that aren't really into long-term geeky shit like Big Bang because they go, oh, that's what nerds are like because they still do it. You yeah. know? And, and, you know, it's not bad. Yeah, I just... You go back and you think about it. That's more of the nerds of the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 70s, 80s, early times, starting all of us when we were hiding it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, we, I'll admit, one of our former gamers is now a rocket scientist and makes tons of money. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, that's what he does. He sits there and designs engines for NASA. Uh, so, you you know, you watch Big Bang, you go, hey, yeah, look at that. He's a rocket scientist. Yeah. He's designing stuff for NASA. Oh, cool. I remember that. How well, are you, know, you, Sean, if you hear this, by the way? Yeah, you know which one always blew me away? Brian May, guitarist for Queen. Yeah. Dean of uh, what, Astrophysics? Yeah. Yeah. He's oh. the dean of astrophysics at um, Oxford. Right. I mean, you go through all these actresses and actors that have these masters and, and doctorates, and they've written out their own theorems. Yeah. And, uh, they're, they're totally famous in the scientific world. Dolph Lundgren was the one that always blew me away. Chemical engineer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they always make him play like he's the big dumb guy. Exactly. And he's brilliant. Yeah. That was always one that blew uh, me away. Uh, what's your name from... Uh, well, the girl who plays Amy on... Uh, Oh, she actually has a PhD. Yeah, in chemistry. Plays Amy on. What was that? The Big girl Bang. that played Blossom? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, she actually is a genius. Yeah. Yeah. She's a total genius. Uh, and, you know, it's amazing. You start hearing this. And, and um, they've brought, you know, younger actresses and actors onto the show who are the same thing as Amy. Yeah. You know, the one that plays Amy, um, just as smart. You know, the one, some of math books they've written out on how to get kids to be able to understand mathematics. Well, it's uh, Winnie Cooper. I can't. Yeah, uh, Danica. I'm, I'm not going to get it, but she played yeah, Winnie Cooper and, on the Wonder Years back. Yeah, grew up absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, by the way, we, you know, I might try to get somebody here as a surprise. She lives over in San Francisco. Uh, she was a tiny little thing uh, in Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, playing Molly O'Brien. Oh, okay. Uh, she has grown up to a gorgeous young woman, and she's actually going to be on Mon- in Mana's movie, The Circuit. Oh, awesome. So, uh, might be able to get her over here to the con too. Well, just to cool. maybe help hype up the circuit a little. Yeah, we'll uh, just just get some more names and recognition on well, there. Well, yeah, yeah, and it's you know what, uh, you know um, these young ones who did you know years of, of acting on episodes. We have uh, Tracy Lee Coco. Tracy has done more episodes than ninety percent of the Star Trek actors. Really, she, she did eighty plus Next Generation episodes. She was in the movies. She was at Deep Space Nine. Because the name, that name uh, doesn't ring a she bell. She was Lieutenant Jay, who was uncredited in most of the episodes. Okay. Uh, remember the episode where Data's playing the violin? Yes. His first time. Yes. Picard's date. Okay, now I'm going to have to go back and rewatch With that With the hair yeah. kind of up, and she was always on the helm. Okay. Always covered the helm. Then, then they would throw in her blue, and she'd be back at the science station. And she was a stunt woman for, for most of the actresses. Um, she is a cracker. She is a blast to have around. Oh, that's awesome. And she will be here at the con. Uh, she was at our last one. She's another one of those, like Ryan and Rico, has a has an automatic invite every year. Um, oh, that's fantastic. I'll have to watch for that now because... And actually, I have a video I'll send over to you so you can uh, pop it of her doing a hype for us. Okay. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. Send me that because I can even take sound and you know put that in an episode somewhere. Yeah, and it's too, perfect. Or, yeah. Just the way she spoke it out, it's, it sounds perfect. like she was doing yeah. it for radio. Um, yeah, cause I am a big next generation fan, but I'm a bigger original series fan. Right. Um, I do kind of have a thing and I've done episodes about this in the past. Me and a buddy of mine who's, uh, he used to work for full moon films back in the eighties and nineties, back when they were doing their horror films. 
he and I, and he was the first guy who really articulated it in a way that I could repeat it, but we've both kind of come around to the idea that Star Trek wasn't really all high-minded until the 70s, until Roddenberry really started to believe his own, believe his own hype. It's not, that's not even the right phrasing, but Star Trek The Next Generation is more high-minded than TOS. TOS was, to put it in the simplest terms, about three swinging dicks holding phasers, either punching, shooting, or sleeping with their way out of problems. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it was originally uh, to be a uh, wagon train in space. Exactly. It was a Western, and that's and they handled things like a Western. Because, look, people have this issue now. They go, well, Star Trek was never an action series. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Every episode ended with Kirk punching or shooting or humping his way out of their problems. (laughs) And getting his shirt uh, ripped up many, many times. That was actually one of the things in the new movie that cracked me up when he beams up to the ship and he goes, I ripped my shirt again. (laughs) (laughs) I love that whole bit. Um, Guys, we got to wrap this up. So why don't you give me again the dates, the times, and your web presence where we can find all about Classic Comic Con. Classic Comic Con, McHenry Event Center, Modesto, California, October 1st and 2nd. And you can pick up your tickets online at steamhousecoffeeco.com. You can also pick them up at Bonanza Books here in Modesto, Brackets. Uh, in series. In series. Uh, Crazy Squirrel down in Fresno. So Invincible just, Comics. Invincible Comics here in Modesto. They're a new store, so please go Where check them out. I haven't seen them. Where are they at? They are over on Orangeburg and College. Yeah, Orangeburg and College. Wow, okay. 1045 or 1049 yeah. College. I, I mean, uh, Orangeburg. Yeah. Okay. Right across the street from the school. Uh, oh, that's where Coffee the, King used to be. Oh, is that where the Japanese restaurant was for years? Am I thinking? Of, oh, no, Orangeburg. I'm sorry. I'm on, I'm yeah. on Coldwell. Okay. Yeah, you're on Coldwell. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, Right across the street from the uh, the elementary school, junior high. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know exactly where you're talking. I didn't know there was one there. I'll have to yeah. keep an eye out for that. opened up. Yeah. <laughs> so they're brand new. Oh, fantastic. And Bonanza, of course, has oh. been in the same spot on McHenry for 50, 20 years now? Okay, I'm going to date myself. I used to go to Bonanza when they were, when they by, were Jimco. by Jimco. Yeah. Then Roseburg Square. Yep. <laughs> so I've, I've, I've yeah. Uh, I go in and Joe's like, hi, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff calls me up the other day. He goes, Joe. This is, this is me from Bonanza. Give me a call. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, actually, when uh, the man himself was there for the photo of Stan Lee, I was one of those kids in the background going, Stan Lee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, he's here. I'm going to share this story real quick just because I like to tell it. Um, so they did – Wizard World did two cons in Reno. One year was fantastic. We met a bunch of The Walking Dead people. I met Karen Gillan. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, you just made me – Yeah. Yeah, I know. Get faint. <laughs> um, she, she even smells nice. So, you know, <laughs> but, um, last year that we were there, they didn't quite have the guests that they'd had the first year, but my w- wife and her sister went to get their picture taken with the guy that paid, played Peter Petrelli on heroes. I can't feed, I can't remember the actor's name. Anyway, I'm left walking around by myself. Right. And I walk by a table and I, holy shit, it's Jim shooter. And he's standing there talking to some girl and, I get a text on my phone. My wife's saying they're done. Cause I've been standing around just waiting to meet Jim Shooter, right? So finally I get that text. I'm like, hold on, hold on. I butt into the front of the line. I'm, Mr. Shooter, I, I don't know if I'll ever be in a place where I get to speak to you again. I just need to, you know, shake your hand, meet you and say thank you for the 1980s. And he shook my hand real friendly. And I walk off. He goes, what's your name? And I go, it's not really important. I just kept going. Exactly. That was, that was me meeting Jim Shooter. I'm going to cut into your story a little. Sure. Just got a um, text message from Mina. Okay. She is our PR media person. And she wants to know if you'd be interested in having Richard on the show, Richard Hatch. Right now? Uh, not right now. Okay. But she Absolutely. says definitely before the con, she'd love to get you guys together. Yeah. Do a Skype interview. Uh, Richard, like I said. Just an absolutely fabulous guy to hang out with and talk with. Yeah, absolutely. More so, than happy to do that. So I will I will get a hold of her and get you two to connect and so you guys can work that Fantastic. out. Fantastic. Well, I believe you have both my Skype phone number and my regular phone number. Yeah. Okay. And I'll make sure you do just in case you don't. But anyways, guys, so this has been Geekish Cast talking to, the, to uh, Joe and Mark from Classic Comic Con. I believe we have all the addresses and everything. You, you got anything else you want to throw out there? Hey, we're a great price for tickets. Uh, don't forget to look at the VIP Okay. Pass. You get a lot of extras with that, like a pre-con mixer the night before on Friday the 30th, and you actually get to go in and have dinner with 
a lot of the uh, celebrity guests. Oh, fantastic. So that one, there's a masquerade ball that's uh, VIP. So, you know, get on there. We want to see you there. Yeah, fantastic. Well, guys, and uh, we're going to be there. Geekish Cast, yeah. we're going to be there. So, um, you yeah, know, stop by. Say hello. Love to see you. All right, everybody. Well, that's Geekish Cast, and we will talk to you in a couple days. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Mark. Hey, thank you for having us. And we'll thank talk you. to you all soon. Geekish Cast theme music is taken from Out to Get Mine by Reign of Zaius. Check them out at reignofzaius.net. website at geekishcast.com. Geekishcast is a Vias and Vicar production, and all original content is copyright 2016. If you got a thought or a comment or think you or somebody you know would be a good guest for Geekishcast, please feel free to reach out and contact me. You can email me, thegeekishcast at gmail.com, or jeremy at thegeekishcast, or you can even phone me at 209-232-6001. 